Tessa's on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. And Tessa's on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. And Tessa's on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. And Tessa's on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. And let the ghost chit chat. It's been a soft week, even though outside has been so harsh and aggressive in terms of the smoke and the fires. What I have in store for you today is an amazing conversation with my friend Uvuyo. And Vuyo and I have known each other ooh, over a year, definitely over a year. And... Uvuyo's been one of the few South African folks that I chat to and that I know in Vancouver who can talk African languages or at least South African languages. So we talk anywhere from Isizulu, maybe a little bit of Kosa thrown in there. You know, we'll also speak a little bit of Tswana or Bedi, depending on you know which dialect each of us knows. And the great thing about that is that even if we're speaking two different languages, we can understand each other. And that's wonderful for me. That's personally amazing. It means any time and in any form with which I want to express myself, I can. And Uvuyo will get it. And Uvuyo will understand exactly what I'm talking about and what I'm referencing. The conversation that we had the other day was about scarcity mentality and how we overcome it both inside yourself, with the things around you, other people, as well as the different principles of, you know, the universe, like the law of attraction, like, you know, the laws of manifestation. And it was absolutely great. One of my best moments about this conversation was the music that we made um, together at the time of recording this. And you will know, if you don't know already, if you haven't seen my posts on the socials, that Uvuyo and I... Uh, created this song about the ancestors that are living in the walls and it was inspired by Beyonce's song and it just it just took off it just popped off and I've chosen to use it as the intro theme song for now at least until the foreseeable future so we'll thank you for that and I hope that you enjoy this conversation for today for me personally my intention is to feel more 
confident and relaxed mm-hmm. in doing this because mm-hmm. I want to be chill and mm-hmm. I want to have a good time. Okay. Um, that's that's the intention that I'm offering right now. That's a beautiful intention. Um, the intention the intention that I'm offering up is to be able to speak clearly <laughs> and let the words that leave this being body um, be of love. I want to be calm as I speak. <laughs> I want to be more articulate um, than I was when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Um, and I want to feel just a little bit more grounded in my body and my being. The podcast itself is really about figuring out how the scarcity mentality works through us or in us, Mm -hmm. in our day to day, in our life in general, where have you seen it come up for you? How have you worked through it? And how are you identifying its impacts on society? So Mm -hmm. those aren't like strict cage questions, so we don't have to talk about all of them, but my first question is do you know what scarcity mentality is scarcity mentality um i see it through the lens of having grown up in south africa and everything being so unstable um like with regards to finances your position in society like whether or not the next check is coming and the fear that occupying any sort of space is precarious based on how people might perceive you like there's those two sectors with financial scarcity and then the mentality that there's not enough room for all of us to succeed. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two lenses through which I viewed scarcity and it hasn't really um, impacted say my spiritual life, but because those two things, like how you show up financially and how you show up um, with regards to what you think you can achieve and like how much room there is for you, whether it's at the top um, or however you perceive your success, like those two things to me have impacted my spiritual journey because I'm not able to be grounded and like self-affirmed mm. um, and trust that the universe has my back when I'm fearing for these two survival things. Mm. Um, that's been so far my understanding of scarcity and I think it it's growing the more that I learn how to not be in scarcity. Mm. Like I've had to elaborate my understanding of it um, as, I've, as I've grown a bit and like freed myself from the two major um, fears that I had in my life in relation to scarcity. That's lovely. That's yeah. awesome. And I can definitely resonate with that because I'm also from South Africa. Mm-hmm. But even besides that, just learning and seeing all of the different changes and dynamics when it comes to um, even my own family members and like mm-hmm. either going into a really strong and fortified level of like economic standing and maybe going to a lower one or vice versa as well and then also the folks that have stayed consistent Mm -hmm. i think it does plague a lot of us to be like you know where are you living we moved when i was i feel like i was like early high school we moved into a new house at Dutruf and then everybody was like oh tell him my new housing like oh you're living in new houses like oh you're living in the bougie neighborhood and i'm like this isn't really a bougie neighborhood because it wasn't like a lot of the houses were kind of built-ish and then I feel like a lot of the politicians and a lot of the uh, cops moved into that area as well or like adjacent areas and so it flourished and as a byproduct of that we flourished right and I was just like it's really really weird and right across was his own five which is a stark and it's, it's literally like where I live now in Strathcona and then walking to like Maine and then mm. hitting like what is 
now I would call the homeless area in the street. Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously folks that are, you know, having to be living uh, at the park and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was that stark of a difference. That's actually hilarious that I didn't even notice that. Wow. And like I'm once again back trying to figure out what that means for me. Um, yeah, I didn't even know where I was going with that. Wow, that is... That's it's a lot. very okay. jarring. It's that very, very, very jarring. very jarring. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're just elaborating on your understanding of scarcity and like the lens that you've viewed it through so far. Mm-hmm, but yeah, that's so that's so very jarring. It is very jarring. So, um, okay. Yeah, it's very interesting because even my relationship to like finances and my yeah. financial well-being has been somewhat from a scarcity lens, like mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like you know, you you in South Africa, you're always contending to be the next best thing or to Mm. even get even that foot in the door Mm. and it's still always like a prove 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 kind of mentality Mm -hmm. which means that those that are approving of you are limited and so it's a limited opportunity for you to jump into their attention to jump into their consciousness to jump into their elite class or whatever the case is and so coming here it's been kind of similar but also kind of different Mm -hmm. because i'm just like I'm not contending to be in like a good financial standing to prove to people. It's just a level of living that you have to accomplish in order to be able to live here comfortably, right? And and comfortable is definitely relative given all of the shit that happens in Canada. Very relative. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think as my understanding grows around scarcity and as it grows just around like socioeconomic issues that affect everyone else, I'm so much more aware of like how financial well-being relates to um, not just society, but like mental health, how it really like who gets to occupy certain positions based on how well they perform Mm -hmm. like that, that whole thing for a long time. I was chasing a level of well-being that wasn't actually accessible to me with my own mental health. And I thought I had to like beat myself or like be another person entirely Mm. in order to succeed in the world and i didn't think there was a place for me because of my own neuroses be it anxiety depression like the things that plague quite a large population of the society like of our society and yet we have to continue despite Mm. how we're feeling and just like more often than not our arts to disregard how we are fundamentally doing and disregard our personal needs in order to function and acquire said level of like standard of living yeah and for a lot of us it's not accessible and we all want to survive we all want well-being Mm. but in some in some instances it feels intangible and i had to learn how to shift my focus and customize my personal life with like to the skills that i actually have and Mm. yes grow within that and learn how to adapt my skills so they could relate a little vaguely to capitalism in the way you know make it accessible to me <laughs> yeah. um but a lot of the times it feels as though it's it could potentially be if i were trying to be greater than the circumstances say that i was born into or like the way that my mind currently works if i were trying to be anything else for me it would not have worked i had to lean deeply into who i fundamentally am and lean into it so deeply that i could like understand how to make that a part 
like an integral part of my life so that I could readjust my perspective on what money is, on what productivity looks like or needs to look like Mm -hmm. so that I could actually be able to hold room for myself to not be who and what society has defined that I need to be and rather thrive within my own realm of reality because I yeah like there's this like cookie cutterness to (laughs) what success is defined as out in the world that not everybody is able to um, achieve and so like in a day the work for me was getting to know myself and then accepting where I was in relation to all of that and not feeling guilty about it and then coming back within and being like, okay, so what can I do to help myself move a little further? And my Mm -hmm. first step in that was working with a life coach Mm -hmm. Um, and they kind of just like helped me see myself a little bit. It's always nice to have someone to reflect you back to you Mm -hmm. and what your true intention is for whether it's the world or what you want to create. But I had to shift my focus from the things that I couldn't do to what was actually tangibly accessible to me with my mental health needs, with my just general capacity on a day to day, especially Mm -hmm. right now when we're all like just incredibly overwhelmed. Like the intention of like going back and seeking within what's there for you to share with the world has been like massive and instrumental in my own personal growth and releasing some of those fears associated with scarcity. Mm -hmm. That's really amazing. And that touches on like all of the levels with which I wanted to ask you this question and kind of frame (laughs) it. And, you know, so then you've tackled kind of the financial or deeming success as a financial um, thing or like rise or accomplishment, there we go, uh, is not what works for you and what fits in with you. Now, how have you done that? coming into your own and then going into something that seems and feels so oversaturated as coaching and, you know, holding space for people in that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's with a lot more intention to be able to cultivate people's awareness Mm -hmm. so that they can have things like paradigm shifts or like, you know, breakthroughs as some other people would call it, just a better understanding of situation of self and then of circumstance as well. how have you tackled or did you ever need to like work through scarcity mentality around making it in coaching and with that adapting your idea of what success is as a coach? Mm. Um, I think I have to like probably one thing to say to that is that I had to make it personal. Like I had to make it my own in order for me to even perceive the possibility of success. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to personalize it not only to my experience, but like make it personal in the sense that when I was speaking to like when I was speaking on a post, um, when I was like marketing my business, I had to get down to what it was that I was offering and how I wanted to offer that and who I was trying to reach. And I I couldn't think of it as I'm going to be a life coach and I need to go out into the world and like produce and be this person. When I wasn't that person, I had to be like, okay, so who am I? What can I offer to a one-on-one on a one-on-one level? And who can I speak to with the things that I know? What am I equipped to handle? And how can I offer that to another person so they so it can be a value of more to more than just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did that, when I shifted that focus from the grand 
I'm a life coach thing to I'm just going to work with one on one with a person and help them through their, you know, emotional turmoil and how they can adapt to their own personal needs and start achieving for themselves and refocusing their own attention and intention um, that they have for their lives. I was able to help a lot more people. A lot more people resonate with that than like a that's really I was gonna make a really big generalization I actually don't know that for a fact um, but I feel like when people consider success it's usually this thing that's so far outside of them and a concept that feels so daunting to accomplish that making it digestible and being able to take action on a day-to-day has to be something that is a like refocus and then focusing it instead on asking yourself how can I help the next person how can I offer the wealth that I have that is within me right now and help it and make it benefit someone else that is sitting in front of me on a date like who can I talk to today who can I help how can I help Mm -hmm. and then when you focus your intention on that the idea of scarcity or even money like like it moves from your like attention your awareness Mm -hmm. and so far I've been um coaching and I only recently monetized like I, I started my coaching business specifically with the intention of helping people and I started and probably two weeks after I had started um, my first coaching clients offered me money I didn't even ask my only intention my sole intention was to help was to offer and when I shifted my focus on that and I asked myself how could I best be of service mm-hmm. um, was the exact moment when the scarcity jumped out of my awareness because I had to focus on refining my skill and offering it artic- like articulating what it is that I'm offering so I could help the most amount of people in say the shortest amount of time but it wasn't necessarily that I have a time constraint mm. um, but and then I had to perceive myself as an individual and not as a product of society as well from that lens um, there's a lot of means of like success there's a lot of ways to acquire money mm-hmm. um, and the mental association between money and success or money and identity um, are things that are sometimes inextricably, inextricably linked for mm-hmm. a lot of people and I had to separate myself from the two and maybe just stole my relationship with money for a while and then approach myself as who do I want to be what is my offering to community mm-hmm. how do I want to show up and people showed up because I was showing up with that authenticity and like speaking to the person rather than trying to create a thing um which is not a bad thing if that is your approach and it works for you and you know how to be in capitalism in the way that it's set up right now if that is where you thrive thrive but for some of us we need to make it accessible for ourselves and speaking a language where we know who we are and are trying to help other people kind of amplify their own success is really like it's a re- a really great way to get going mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <clears throat> that was a lovely response that was an absolutely lovely response and i what i love about that is basically what is making you feel successful or that is hitting home is being genuine mm-hmm. is that reflecting off that authenticity is then reverberating and then reflected right back to you from the folks that are around you mm-hmm. which is you know absolutely amazing a but secondly it just goes to show that like just being human and focusing on your interpersonal skills mm-hmm. is in some ways becoming the new currency prior to currency because you need to be able to be interpersonal to be able to 
I don't want to say buy into it, but to tune into one another in that sense to mm-hmm. then be able to say, okay, we're tuned in on this level yeah. and you're providing me this change in myself, rapid or slow or extreme or not, right? And now I feel like I'm willing to give you what I have and this is what I'd like to offer you because then it's an exchange of offering, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's coming from within that people want to start paying you and that's when they're valuing you. But what I really like about that is the value began to you valuing yourself and yes. being like, I value myself so much as to not necessarily say, you know, I don't want any money for this. I'm going to be <laughs> a pro bono person for the rest of my life. But you're also just saying it doesn't have to be a currency in terms of money thing before. Mm-hmm. It can be a personal currency, which will then transmit into that, mm-hmm. um, into that currency. And I think that works with the principle of life right to the, the flow of money and they say that money flows and mm-hmm. if you're not thinking of money in terms where it's flowing where it can change where it's transient yeah. then you're necessarily blocking or hoarding it in just that one space in your mind mm-hmm. so how has once you you know maybe didn't have or didn't focus overly on fixing your relationship with money and instead working on what you could offer at that point and it then flowing in how did that change for you? How like what, did it bring up any feelings, experiences, sensations, realities, like understandings for you? I had to. Beautiful question. Um, I had to refocus my attention on learning how to expand my capacity to receive. Actually, that was a big part of it. I because of there's there's many factors that contribute to the way i'm perceived by society and my natural role as a person who is femme presenting as a person who is black as a person who is still young society expects me to um in some ways just bear the brunt and like move on with life just like work as hard hustle hard you know keep on that mindset and makes really little time for me to know how to receive and be offered things by the universe and I didn't that was not a part of my understanding of how finances work I was like if I work hard enough and this is going to equate to financial success and I just have to push myself harder I have to like like that whole really like assertive um like I need to assert myself and I need to be anything other than what I am because even as on a personal scale I'm a very um quiet confident person I know my love I know uh who I am uh but I've also struggled really hard with anxiety and like learning how to take up space in any way shape or form like it's (laughs) it's a very challenging thing and so one of the things that I had to learn when I was approaching um, finances and starting my business was when I refocused my attention on what it is that I was going to offer on like the spiritual and emotional um, gift side was that I had the the ability to make people feel seen and regardless of whether I was making money on that or not that was just what I naturally do and so I was like I'm gonna do this on a larger scale and when I focused my attention on that money came in and the lesson that I had to learn from that was to allow myself to also receive um but the the refocusing on less and less on finances on and then on more on what I had to offer was probably the biggest mental shift that occurred and then as a byproduct having to learn how to be like oh it's okay that people want to pay me it's okay that people 
are valuing my skills it's not only okay but it's right and it's justified mm. that people should see me and i need to allow myself to be seen and i can receive in that way but money has been such a tumultuous and fear-based thing for a lot of us um who have been whether it's like the 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 social standing that we were born into um how we perceive money especially when people start creating wealth for themselves like there's been a lot of people who have really mismanaged the finances and made it look bad <laughs> for a lot of people so we even as people who come from like kind of struggle background <laughs> have a tendency to fear having too much money we fear we have guilt around it we have you know trauma around what money what we had to do for money like if we grew up in a family that was struggling for finances there's so many like so many different images around money that i had to like instead of recalibrate my relationship with it i had to recalibrate my relationship with myself and how value was not necessarily attached to money but could be a mutual offering of you know different things and i had to say i'm going to offer value and value will be offered to me um and that could come as money that could come as gift that could come as bartering that could come as mutual holding a space like but value is such a universal language and it's not restricted to finances that i had to like be okay like okay i'm going to let this sit for a little bit and i'm just going to focus my attention on giving and what value i can offer and then the money came in the money came to me i was like all right money i acted like this like aloof you know little like a like a boy who was just like out here like nah i'm just i'm a chill out i'm a i'm a i'm a little later come to me um <laughs> i know that's inappropriate to say most probably but like that was the game i was playing i was like all right money i'm going to just be aloof and uh, you might you might get attracted to me cuz my energy is so cool and all um and money was like all right i see you i see you i'm calling i'm calling i'm a, i'm a land in your pockets real quick right right and so i was i yeah i was on it but i wasn't focused on getting it so much as i was focused on being of service um and that mental shift allowed me to make more money because it wasn't at the center of what i was trying to do like money when you are constricting it it's like to me i consider it a person um in the sense that nobody likes to feel held no one likes to feel suffocated or restricted people are sometimes intimidated by or being overly pursued because they don't know what your intent is it's hard to read your intent if you're focused sing- singularly on acquiring money or whatever else it is like and so i had to achieve a balance for myself and be like okay my relationship with money is a bit wonky i really want it badly and i also have a deep fear of having too much of it and like there's so many complex feelings about like around it that it was going to take me if i focused solely on my relationship with money it was going to take me years mm-hmm. to recondition myself and my mentality towards it that i had to entirely shift my focus and then money was like okay <laughs> okay i see that you're trying I see that you're you you you're in the flow. You're in the flow that is aligning with your spirit and you're not trying to chase me and therefore I'm going to come and sit comfortably with you and we can journey together and I'm going to leave when I leave. I'm going to be here when I'm here, but you just focus on the flow that you have with your soul uh or the journey or the intention that you have with what you want to create in the world and everything else will come as it comes. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to have me. Don't be afraid to not have me. Just Leave, leave me be and i will come as i please and i will leave when it is right to do so but you your joy my joy and my intention came from aligning with my soul and my heart and getting to know myself and taking that journey more than it did focusing on finances and mm. finances came they yeah. come surely because that alignment in itself is such an attractive thing um if you speak the language of the universe and you um 
have ventured into the metaphysics when you talk about attraction like like that is being radiant and, and like aligned with your soul's intent everything flows to you but it'd be that joy love what you're radiating is instantly being drawn to you and that that value and that offering is reciprocated exponentially mm-hmm. by the universe mm-hmm. in many many different forms and so money wasn't the only language i spoke when i was in my scarcity mentality money was the language that i spoke mm-hmm. i was like i need to make my next rent i'm homeless right now i don't know when the next finances is gonna come from like mm-hmm. i'm scared i'm scared i'm scared i need i need i need and I was like, this is not helping. Um, and yes, and, and because I was so anxious about where money was going to come from, I spent so much time being like incapacitated by mm. that fear and like more anxiety. And like, I would just like shy away from the world more so than when I was thinking about what I needed to do. And I noticed that I felt my spark when I was thinking about being a life coach. Mm. I noticed that I was able to engage with the world more when I was focused on listening and seeing other people. And so that anxiety kind of like weighed down and I was able to just like focus on this offering as opposed to making money, which is not a bad thing. You can yeah. set your intention far in the future and be like, okay, this is the balance that I want to make, but that's not going to be my sole focus. I'm going to mm. focus on doing what I need to do. Yeah. And then I, money's going to come. Like exactly. I'm going to focus on this hustle and the money. Yes. I want money. Project <laughs> that. Project The universe is also listening to that and is yeah. never making you feel guilty. But the fear that we have attached to it can sometimes contradict the mm. desire. And so I had to be like, okay, I see it. I want to make X amount of money. This is my income. I was like projecting like 10 grand balances and like money flow that's like really abundant. But like, it's hard to keep that flow of desire going when you're, you know, attracting something from the universe as well as that train of fear. If you have like a really strong like detraction from that feeling it can contradict itself so when you're thinking about large balances and instantly contradicting it with the belief that i can't have that or it's Mm. bad to have that like you have to then focus your attention on something that you can have that you know you are able to offer and then everything else will flow from there i really love that answer and i think the a few things came to me as you were talking one of them was understanding the difference and the compatibility or non-compatibility of self-esteem and self-confidence which is something that I wrote about in one of my posts on Instagram and it's like you know people can have self-confidence and a high level of self-confidence even if they don't have a high level of self-esteem which means that they can have confidence and trust in their ability to be successful in something like Mm -hmm. having a job like working in corporate but then have a really low self-esteem when it comes to when you're sitting with yourself you don't think that you're valuable to have this job you don't think that the success is valuable like you you you're down on yourself so much and you kind of put on this front mm-hmm. in a sense and that's where that balance is and some folks have a, a high self-esteem and they don't necessarily have a high level of self-confidence mm-hmm. right so people know that they're awesome and they value themselves and what they can offer mm-hmm. and they don't have to and they don't necessarily have that confidence to be like this is what I have these are my gifts and now I'm going to this or now I'm going Mm -hmm. to this and it's important to have a balance of the two but to also understand that that's also in a flow state like I go through periods of having a high self-esteem and like a high self-confidence and then like one of those tipping back and forth uh, and being able to reason with having those moments right Mm -hmm. flowing in life but staying in tune with what my soul wants Mm -hmm. and when you said that the first time the, the 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 first thing that came to me was not being attached to the outcome mm. whenever you're asking for something. Mm. So, you know, I too like will talk to the universe and I'm like, 
also careful about some of the things that I say because I'm like, oh, the universe is always listening. Um, yes. You know, and, uh, and, and, and obviously I am also that said universe. So it's a continuous conversation with myself, with everything around me and what I want to be. And I resonate with that a lot because once I stopped focusing on money mm-hmm. and whether it was the making of money or the securing of the money that I already had, money just came right mm-hmm. like i stopped working in, corp- in in corporate because of covid and i was like oh my diary is gonna be empty i'm not making any money the serve is next level okay <laughs> well let's see what's gonna happen it's not getting extended now it's getting extended but you know in the midst of all of that and not worrying about it because mm-hmm. i had a sense of security um was to be able to focus on what I could offer. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're so stuck in the fear, because even in fear, fear is grabbing stuff. Mm-hmm. I find fear not as a, like a giving thing, it's more like a grabbing mm-hmm. thing. It's like sucking you in yes. and it's like sucking in all of I these need. thoughts. I'm exactly. Um, and so, you know, when you're focusing on a take, take energy, you don't have opportunity to replenish it. And as they say that life is a give and get, right? You like you're giving and then you're receiving mm-hmm. and you have to strike that balance. And I think that's what happens when we tap into the soul. We're able to cultivate our giving mm-hmm. such that the universe and all of the other things will also give. But now when they're giving you so much, they're pushing and impressing upon you things that you have to do to get that money, right? Mm-hmm. So like I hated my corporate job, but I was like, I need all this money. Like this is a lot of money. Then I was Keep at doing my job it. and I was like, <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that that complete comparison, like, um, you know, I have the weekend and now, you know, at least I won't have to see my corporate people for two days and like and so you're also putting yourself and taking care of yourself in a two day period. And that two day period is affected by not sleeping enough, is affected by all the other things you have to do, is affected by trying to go camping, go hiking, go doing mm-hmm. all of these other things, centering yourself, reading a book. Like it, it's a go-go mentality even on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, that's like a push. This pushing thing is what I feel like we're l- lapsing into even as the universe right now. COVID is pushing us into our houses, pushing us into the state of fear. Uh, mm-hmm. The fires are pushing everyone to stay inside because it's smoky outside, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The fires are pushing all of the wildlife out, even suppressing some of that wildlife by, you know, making it extinct and making it so dangerous. So it's very much of a pushing energy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I see a lot of people transitioning to try to give a lot more mm-hmm. and to try and be that, you know, good energy in the world. Um, sometimes the negative seems so overwhelming you're just like nothing's ever gonna go great and then there's this thought that comes that's like but what if your prayers are enough like what if you just do your prayers you just be that good one be the good thing mm-hmm. be the good light be you know that giving that grateful that gratitude aspect of things mm-hmm. and even that is enough because it's changing it mm-hmm. it's changing and affecting those around you then changes those and goes further and further out yes um which is why it's so important to start with what's in your heart mm-hmm. and then give that out. Um, yeah, so COVID's done a lot for us. Yes. Uh, and it's done a lot against us yeah. um, as well. In terms of working with your, you know, your, your, your clients, mm-hmm. um, being at home, um, working with your coach uh, or mentor as well, what, do you, what would you say is the biggest... Um, I guess the biggest thing you struggle with balancing in your life. 
uh, even to like this moment, right? Because like you're doing the heart center stuff and soul center stuff, so there is a balance, but mm. it's always something that's kind of like, I, whoa, <laughs> I've had to work on rest, knowing how to prioritize my rest, regardless of what's happening. I've had to learn that yes, it's okay to like move through the world and like set that intent and be proactive about whether it's like self development, um, tuning in, like that work can be sometimes so taxing and like take over so much of my personal life and my mind and my emotional capacity that other times I need to just learn how to be and be present in the moment. Like I had to learn how to lean into being me mm. just for even for a second even for a moment where i just check in and i'm like okay real who am i who do i want to be in this moment how am i feeling what feeling am i projecting how am i affecting my surroundings and just like having a moment of awareness and then like resetting my intention because sometimes i can go into this like automatic these automatic behavioral patterns when I'm going into a new um, environment, I'm meeting new people and I'm setting a new business. Like all of it can like sometimes be so overwhelming and the focus on being more and doing more and being more effective can sometimes lose have like make me lose sight of who I am and who I want to be in a given moment. So frequently checking in with my emotional state and then being like, Oh, maybe I need to take a nap for 30 minutes and then I'll, go in and organize my calendar because that's like that's been a big part of the overwhelm is like organization has been a struggle for me for many years and so one thing that i needed to learn was prioritizing my rest prioritizing tuning in when i'm feeling that feeling of anxiety and what feeling i'm projecting out into the world if it's that fear-based oh i need to do i need to be i need to you know ah, ah, <laughs> like that panicky state and then coming in and being like oh okay let's recalibrate because this is not helpful to anyone and i'll take like a short nap wake up and have after having prioritized my rest then prioritizing my attention on organizing and being the most effective in my service providing mm -hmm. so that comes with Right now I have a daily planner. It looks beautiful. I set it up, it's colorful, it's like, it's gorgeous. It's everything that I struggled with in high school that I resent. I was like, organization, who? I'm an anarchist, what is time? Like, and it's, that was such a joyful state to be in. But I also noticed that it's really useful to be organized with regards to time when you're dealing with other people. And so I had to like, first prioritize calming down before I could be effective in my productivity um and productivity in the sense that i had to learn that i was executing something that i actually wanted to show up for not because i had to show up like that in a major way reframed my relationship with time i made it belong to me and i belong to it so it became like a more mutually beneficial relationship for me to pay attention to what time it is how i'm going to be relating to other people with regards to that time and so it became such a big thing that I tend to get anxious now about time. Um, but organization has been a, been a big thing, but prioritizing my rest and prioritizing coming back into my body when I feel anxious or overwhelmed have been the two maybe biggest lessons that I've had to learn um, mm. with regards to be it starting a new business, being myself, um, or just occupying space in the world. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot to it, I think. Um, with my coach, I had to learn how to do. <laughs> I think setting an intention is great. Mm -hmm. um, what 
um, having a mentor and a person to help me get started was like releasing listening to that inner fear voice of what mm-hmm. I can't do what can't be done and da 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 and to just like learn how to take a single action even if you feel like you're not ready take a single step towards what it is that you want to do and then see when you've stepped into the water if you want to swim or not mm-hmm. but like don't stay with your magic and like concoct this like vision forever days and never take any action like if you can take even the smallest action my first action was making an instagram post and i was like what are people gonna say no one's gonna read this what if no one responds da, 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 da. and i literally like i had to like leave that alone um that mentality alone and like shift my attention back to um what it is that i wanted to offer so i just offered some insight on that instagram post and people responded because they resonated with it and it was mm. genuine and it was coming from my heart and i had taken the time to calm down before writing that instagram post and mm. i was like okay i'm just gonna share this because this is my love this is my offering i'm gonna send it out into the world and the world received it the people that needed to receive it received it like a friend of mine checked in a few days after and was like i was dealing with something that was really really heavy thank you mm. so much for sharing that post it's exactly what i needed to hear and because i tuned in and taken the time to do something that felt important to me i was able to resonate and tune into something that might be important and impactful to another person mm-hmm. um and so that was also another thing the ability to not focus so much on my fear and if that fear is there letting it rest like letting myself like take a moment letting myself say off the hook in quotations off the hook for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. then coming back into focusing on what my intention is and that my intention was helping people mm. um and that that just refocusing of my attention allowed me to do so much more and like listen to less of the overwhelm yeah and then take action from that place of feeling empowered and feeling into my intention as opposed to feeling into the fear mm. so much yeah yeah that's really powerful because mm. you know you mentioned to do stuff and to take action mm-hmm. and what what we notice when we are in an anxious state or in a depressed state or in a lower mood state is we don't have to we don't want to do anything yeah and it's you know really it's very much a physical thing it's very much a mental thing a psychological thing a spiritual emotional, thing it's yeah. an emotional thing it's in all of those mm-hmm. and it's an action mm-hmm. and a lot of the times we're passive I find that um, I learned to balance or at least to notice when I was being passive and not doing when I was distracting myself or like inundating myself with other people's things. So like watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos and like Mm -hmm. watching other creators things, which is great because I love to support people Mm -hmm. and to absorb what other people are doing. But then you get to a point where you're not actually creating yourself Mm -hmm. when that's something that you want to do, you'd like to do is a goal that you have in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's when I can notice like when I'm, when, when, when my thoughts sitting by myself become remembering what like what I was watching or what other people are doing I then start to notice like okay so clearly I'm not offering enough Mm -hmm. for myself in order to think on my own actions in that way Mm -hmm. and so that clicks me off to be like okay awesome then I'll take like a few days or a week off of watching other people's stuff and I'll come (laughs) into my office and I'll just like randomly create stuff Mm -hmm. or I'll be like putting up these flowers and I was like okay this is something that I can do and once you're acting on one thing you get into the other thing you get into the other thing and Mm -hmm. there's so many great moments because once you cross that first boundary to do something and you're and you're you've accomplished it or you finish it it's that like it's like it's like checking off it's like checking off your 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 to-do list at the end of the week or the day or whatever and you're like 
to be very soul related how do you understand your body clock your body rhythm your mental rhythm your productivity cycle as well because we all have a different productivity cycle that's why people are like night owls morning people um but you know i've recently taken to think a lot more deeply about what that means and it really means when are you productive for your body when is your brain the most switched on for you to feel like you can accomplish things have you gotten into that rhythm with yourself and then now especially with introducing other people's energies in mm-hmm. so wow um this is something that i've struggled with for a long time um being in tune with my body and then being in tune with like other people's energies as well has been like a really difficult thing for me not because like of anything chaotic but because of what my capacity is at any given moment and that shifts like and allowing that shift to occur for me has been like a very challenging thing because I'm finally doing something that I love and so I'm like I need to show up all the time I need to be this person 24 7 365 there's no time to rest like let's go (laughs) and I'm also like we also remember you're a human your emotions and your body is shifting there's different factors that contribute to your energy at different times and so learning how to make sure that one i'm feeding myself um, make sure that i'm resting my body at the time that it needs to rest so i'm usually i'd consider myself a night owl but my anxiety also contributes to my being a night owl Mm -hmm. and so i've had to like mitigate that by being like oh i'm i need to slow down i need to check in let me take a walk before i go to bed and then i'll come back take a shower and then go to bed my energy will be a little more grounded and i don't won't be consuming as much media like that's also been like a big part of when i'm feeling say unproductive um or when i'm feeling a little bit emotionally chaotic and i notice that i haven't been able to do as much as i want to do i just go into a space where i disassociate and i leave i try to leave everything entirely because i'm like no i can't do it i can't do anything like i and i won't even feel like i have the chips in me i have the spoons to do even maybe like sweep my room or like do something like a really small task that feels because i'm thinking about everything everything else will feel daunting even the smallest task and so i've learned to allow that to be and then choose a single thing when i'm feeling that that kind of emotional chaos and be like oh i'm tuning into so many different energies at the moment let me just refocus my attention what can i do to feel to reestablish that sense of success within myself and that'll be something small like i'm just gonna put that candle back where it goes <laughs> or i'm just gonna get up and wash my face mm-hmm. and that'll be that that'll wake me up and like ground me back into my own body and then help me ask the question who am i in this moment um so it's, there's there's quite a few layers to the question that you've just asked um i think as i 
work more and relate more to it like with the world with this i'll be able to establish that rhythm of rest and like just get more information about my body and my like my rest cycles and my productivity cycles but i think that's another thing that when you are willing to put yourself out of your comfort zone you get more information about how you're yourself mm. like the more you're willing to offer the, the the world is giving you feedback about who you are and how you are and how you mm. could best maximize your productivity if that's something that resonates with you and that you want to do you always get more feedback by taking action than you do by being at home thinking about taking action mm. um that was a mental shift that i had to make and i know i i know the privilege of saying that statement um and the work that i have to do like consciously to be in that state where i'm like i'm having to remind myself and like tap into resources that tell me how to um tap tune in and tap into being able to be productive i've done like a lot of work in that realm but it's also such a nuanced conversation that i feel like if i could summarize it i would say learning how to calm get calm and like be into your body and taking a single moment to like check in with yourself and then saying oh this is how i'm feeling right now that has been like fundamental um to my own being able, like my, my ability to be productive and being like okay i'm not feeling too well i'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed let me take a moment and then i'm going to check in with myself in say 30 minutes or an hour this is what needs to happen i need to let me block in my organizational I'm going to update my calendar in the next, you know, 10 minutes and I'm going to do that and that's all I'm going to be doing for the next 10, 10 minutes because I notice that I'm feeling overwhelmed. Let me take a step back. Mm. Um, that's really, really important to be able to like make the productivity, um, quote unquote, in <laughs> into bite-sized chunks. Mm. Um, so not thinking about everything at the same time because that's what leads to overwhelm and that's what leads to feeling stagnant is when you're considering everything that you have to do, everything that you're not doing. And that's usually in relation to other, other people. Um, when you're consuming more television, you're like, oh, you know what? I could be, I should be doing, I should, could be, I, ah. and then you like forget to dialogue with yourself. Mm. And that's what, like, what you mentioned, like resonated deeply for me with, with regards to creativity and like just taking a moment to be like, I'm going to create something for me. And so I can, so I can dialogue with myself mm. about it. Mm. It's a big, it's a big, big part of like being able to like tune in and mm. then be productive. But I'm learning my flow from being in the world more mm. than I am from being at home. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, that cycle of feedback is so rapid and instant, mm -hmm. um, you know, and for and for black and brown bodies a lot more, for indigenous bodies a lot more, but when we are out in society, we do get a lot of that feedback, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, sometimes in my mind when I'm walking around, I don't want feedback, and I don't want any feedback, like whether you're saying I'm pretty, whether you're saying I'm whatever, if it's a good thing or a bad thing or a neutral thing, like, leave me alone. No fame. I am just, well, I wish there was like a, a, a technological cover that we could like put on ourselves where we're just like do not disturb I am not walking here. around the world just like do not disturb I am but here. I have to get my groceries <laughs> do you know what I mean because yeah. even nowadays like uh, earphones don't don't do the trick folks will still be like tapping at you and like can I have a minute of your time yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just um, like okay okay I mean no but uh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, like I, I stopped to say no, so what do you want? Um, this has been a really lovely conversation. Mm -hmm. It's gone in ways that I wasn't <laughs> anticipating. Um, and I feel like my intention was fulfilled mm -hmm. because I was calm and, you know, I was 
bringing up conversations and chatting to you from whatever was coming through, you know, myself, my heart, my spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, this is a moment for you to tell folks where they can find you, some of the projects you're working on, or anything you feel like sharing with us. Um, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Thank you. I So you can find me on social media um, under the name Vuyo the Sun. That's V-U-Y-O-T-H-E-S-U-N on all social media platforms. At the moment, I am working on a weekly emotional and spiritual check-in series um, discussing emotional sovereignty and how to be more confident. The next episode is going to be around creating connections um, and bonds with people post trauma so a lot of the time um, when it comes to anxiety and healing especially when you've not known your place earlier on um, in your childhood um, or have just grown up hopping from place to place and not forming real connections and bonds it can be hard to go into relationships and know how to be and who to be in those dynamics and so I'm going to be exploring that a little bit um, for my socially anxious folks <laughs> if that's something that resonates with you tune in um, and then currently I've also recently started my business it's an emotional wellness coaching business I'm working one-on-one -on -one with client for clients for uh, six week periods meeting one hour a week um, discussing whatever it is and strategizing um, about whatever it is that is most challenging um, to you um, and to folks um, in the things that they're dealing with and then helping them strategize and meet goals and set intentions for their own personal lives and then I work as a check-in point for themselves to communicate um, with their own soul's intent and then start executing and taking action towards meeting their own goals. Yeah. It's, it's like sometimes the overwhelm of not being able to converse with yourself can sometimes stop you from taking action. And so I work as that check-in point to be like, how close are you to you? How close are you to meeting your own intentions and setting your own goals? Like, mm -hmm. are you living up to your own expectations, let alone what the world is seeing and expecting of you? How can you touch in? with yourself how can you tune into your being and how can you show up better for yourself in the world so that you're able to show up for other people as well mm. yeah awesome thank you so much thank you Ooh, that was a beautiful conversation listening back to it as i edit it it's given me chills it's given me feels it's given me warmth in my heart and i hope that you receive the same or similar or whatever felt comfortable in your body. And if you'd like to find out more about the podcast in the interim, get a little bit more content, some BTS work, you can find us on Instagram at Imbali Bloom Podcast. And you can find me, Balasa, at The Makings of a Poet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>